Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art. Check out our monthly art competitions and our blog as well. Today... Our guest is Jennifer Taylor. Jennifer was one of the winners in our September art competition with the theme of home, and her winning piece was titled Downtown. Jennifer is a fine art painter who paints portraits of life, including landscapes, animals, pets, horses, and people. Styles vary from impressionistic to classical oil. She prefers to paint from life, but that is not always the ideal circumstance. Usually a combination of life and photos are used for collectible art and commissions. Jennifer occasionally pushes color outside of reality and likes to experiment with texture. Jennifer has two studios, one at Low Mill Arts and Entertainment in Huntsville, Alabama, and one at her home in Tennessee. The different styles of Jennifer's art represent years of art and the evolution of constantly learning and growing as an artist. Well, good morning, Jennifer, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Thank you. Good morning to you. Well, let's start off this morning with having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, I was born and raised in Huntsville, Alabama, on a farm. So I've been surrounded by farm animals, I guess, most of my life. And I was one of those kids that just started off loving to draw and sketch. You would always see me with some kind of sketchbook in my hand. Um, a greatest present somebody could buy me was a pen, a little black pen or something for me to sketch with. And I used to entertain my friends sketching cartoon animals and such from a very young age, and I sold my first piece of artwork in sixth grade, which kind of made me, I didn't really think of myself as an artist until then, and then after that, I went through a bout where I I was drawing and sketching, but it was never uh, my goal to be an artist necessarily, and um, because my parents didn't see it, my mother recognized that I had a talent at a young age and took me to art classes during the summer, and I was always the youngest student there, and um, saw it as maybe I should be an architect, which I did not pursue that either, but I ended up with a marketing degree, which has nothing to do with art, and then later in life, I have kept painting and drawing and more self-taught, and I go to workshops, and from that point, I've, I really, that's just, it's taken over my life, and now I'm a professional artist, and that's it. That's uh, the art of my life. 
Well, that is true. I find that when speaking with most artists, unfortunately, I think, or maybe fortunately, parents uh, are always looking out for the best interests of their children. And mm-hmm. many do not see art as a uh, a way to support oneself. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> a lot of times there is some of that struggle, even though it's not that they don't support the art for their child, it's just that they always the concern that that's not going to be a way that they can maintain a living. So, that is a, a fairly common thread. Mm-hmm. Or was there, uh, or what was there? Was there a defining moment when you said, you know, I'm just going to start focusing art because art is what I really want to do and I'm going to leave the marketing or put it back into a secondary position? Well, um, it was definitely around the year 2001. I used to, I used to draw a lot with pencil and I could do photorealism pencil drawings. And a friend of mine saw my artwork, and since I was doing it on the side, she said, you need to enter this into the art fair, or the, the it's actually a fair um, that comes to town, so it's the art section of the fair. I said, okay, I'll do that. Well, I won the fair, and I thought, oh, that that was exciting. <laughs> so I decided to um, continue that and look into taking some some painting classes because I, I really wanted to take my pencil bones and add color to it and I try to do it on my own and there's this thing called tonal values that I just did not get at all at that time and that's when I decided to start focusing on on my art and it's soon I guess when I say soon in 2010 is when I quit my secondary job in 2010, able to support myself and family, and um, every year I sell more and more art. Well, that's wonderful. So, and now you're pretty much a full-time artist? Yes, I am. Well, I know in your bio, and you kind of indicated that your art has progressed over the years. Kind of walk the audience through that progression, if you will. Okay. Um, as I stated, I, I would do photorealism pencil drawings and from that point which I like you know I guess I've always been an admirer of artists and art uh, particularly some of the older artists the Flemish artists that era Vermeer and Caravaggio and Leonardo da Vinci Rembrandt and I wanted to produce art that looked like art I guess so I started teaching myself how to paint. That was very, very, very colorful. I took um, paint right out of the tube, and I painted very vibrant colors, and I entered a contest at the Chisholm Trail, um, let's see, the Chisholm Trail in Duncan, uh, Oklahoma. can't remember exactly what the name of it was, but the Chisholm Trail Art and Exhibit, I think. And I won the uh, acrylic that's the show in that my first art, I guess, painting class out in the West, you know, because my, my art was more Western looking with all the bright colors. And then I decided, because I liked the, the Vermeers and the Flemish style, I just really wanted to learn how to do the blending of oil paint and, and whatnot. So I took an 
another art class and learned acrylic, how to blend paints. Well, the acrylic dries too fast, in my opinion. So I, I thought, okay, let's do oil. And in 2010, I think I went to Daniel Green in New York to learn how to do portraiture. And the whole reason why I wanted to do this is because I couldn't afford the, the really the artwork that I really loved, so I wanted to paint it myself, people and the horses and all the vibrant things that I saw. So I went there and learned how to do some portraiture painting, my first portrait ever with Dana Green, which was uh, definitely an exciting time and a little bit embarrassing too, but I think I did a good job. <laughs> But it took me the whole time before the last day. I was like, okay, I got it. And from there, I came back home. I tried to start selling portraits. I did sell some portraits. Then I, I donated a pet portrait to a humane shelter event. And then, bam, uh, I'm in the pet portrait market. So that overtook the, the people portrait market. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and from there, I, I was doing realism still. And then I guess because of my, some of the other people I love, like Richard Smed, um, Everett Raymond Kensler, there's other people out there that I felt I love their little bit of impressionistic look. So I combined my realism with my impressionism, and I still feel like I'm working on that, but I'm, that's where I'm at right now. Well, you really cover different styles and different types of art, uh, but I do believe that probably uh, people do love their pets. I know I do, so I'm sure there is a good market for uh, pet portraits. Oh, yeah. Well, if you would, Jennifer, kind of walk the audience through your process, when you get, how you get an inspiration for a painting, and then how you go or act upon that inspiration? Okay. Um, well, the pets are obvious, I think. When people give me a portrait of their pet, I either take the photo of their pet or they bring me a photo. So that's, that's almost a different type of art. But as I'm doing the art that drives me, like the one that was downtown at 1 in September, which combines what I like, it's texture, color, and a story to tell. Um, so usually I, I do all my own canvases now. I pre-make my own canvases. Or if I take somebody else's canvas that I buy, I'll usually texture it um, with gesso, sometimes plaster, mixed media. And then I tone my canvas. Once I get my canvas made, I get it toned and usually an oil or mineral spirits. And then I just begin to block in my darts with a big, thick brush. And I love the bristle brush. A flat bristle is what I start every painting with, and sometimes I finish with a bristle brush because of the little bit of impressionistic style. And then every once in a while I'll get my sable and do some smoothing on the edges. Um, that's pretty much my, my process. And a lot of times, like I, I think you read in my bio, I like to do it from life if I can. I'm a fast painter, and and it's more exciting from life. That's one thing I learned when I went to Daniel Green in New York is that I love to see things breathing and moving, and that was the most exciting thing I think I learned in my art career was that just painting from life is wonderful. 
Well, that is, and you mentioned your painting uh, downtown. Um, tell the audience, if you would, about the painting, uh, what's the location, your inspiration, that type of thing. Okay, well, we have um, art strolls periodically in Huntsville, Alabama, and they had asked um, for individuals to come and talk to have some live painting. So I had planned on bringing my, my art supplies and painting from life, which I do a lot, on the sidewalk. So I was there and had my spot, so I just painted what was around me. The inspiration wasn't actually chosen so much because I had a particular spot. So I picked this corner that was there uh, called Commerce Kitchen. And I liked the way the light was shining on the building. And then I had a little girl selling ice cream, I think, beside me. As if, I don't know if you see that painting. There's also an umbrella and a, a little stand and a girl selling ice cream there. And I loved the color of the umbrella. So I added that in there. But I painted it from life. It started raining. And we had to take the color art down. I got most of it painted. Um, it was starting to get dark, which is really hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to come back later and finish the painting. Well, it is a very uh, Americana-looking piece and uh, very 3D in its dimensions. It really just does stand out at you. Thank you. Well, Jennifer, I think this is a good spot for us to take a short commercial break, and then uh, we'll come back and talk some more about your paintings. Okay, thank you. I want to tell the audience that you can view and purchase Jennifer Taylor's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Artist tab, and then on Jennifer Taylor's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form on the side of the home page. And again, to view Jennifer's stunning artwork or to re-listen to this interview, and of course, purchase some of Jennifer's fine art, please click on the artist tab and then on Jennifer's name. Well, Jennifer, another piece of art that you had entered into the show was called Not a Cloud in the Sky. Tell the audience about that art piece, please. Okay. Um, there is a road I travel on between Tennessee and Alabama. It's a little two-lane road in this mobile home, or I guess it's a travel trailer, sits on the side of the road and there's a gentleman that lives in there and it's, it, it changes every day what's out in the yard and um, you know sometimes it'll be two tractors or three tractors like little long tractors and um, it was just an interesting lifestyle so I decided to to catch it one day I didn't actually do it from life but I did some photo and um, went back home and it's a pink travel trailer. I didn't make it. It wasn't. It does not actually pink in life, but I decided to make it pink because it just made it more happy, I guess, because I feel like this person is living their life and they're happy. He probably doesn't owe a, a stinking bill to anybody. And it just it appealed to me to paint it. Well, it certainly does come across that way. I know I'm looking at it. It gives you a sense that 
simple, but that's what the people like. It's a joyous, simple lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, in another one of your art pieces is of a church. Tell the audience about that piece. Well, again, this is living in the country. Um, this is a little church I travel by all the time. It's apparently an elderly, a really old church. There now is a ramp outside of the church where the wheelchairs have to go up and down. But I, I chose to paint it without the ramp back maybe in its day when it might have been more thriving. So I used a little bit of a imagination that's set in the middle of the Tennessee hills and a beautiful setting has cows all around it and a little cemetery on the side, but it doesn't show the cemetery in the painting. But I chose to, to paint that church in an impasto-type um, oil painting. Well, you said that's a very old church. Uh, certainly the architecture in that appears to be old. Yes, it is. Um, and just an interesting piece of where it sits in the middle of a kind of like a cow pasture and that it's still an active church, although it has the ramp, you know, so it obviously hasn't grown to for this little community to build a gigantic building. And I love the contrast because most churches you see now are just really huge buildings and kind of take away from what I feel like the church was about, which is community. Well, I certainly love your brush strokes and the texture in this painting. Thank you. Um, yeah, that is where my style is kind of settling in now. I'm actually trying to perfect that where there's a buildup of paint, and you can see the brush strokes. I like my brush strokes now to, to go on the on the canvas and just stay there. Um, I add some stuff to my paint, um, usually either Lucas butter or some kind of impasto filler, that gives it that um, thick texture. The other painting uh, that looks like it's a rodeo type painting or a working cattle in one or the other. Yes, that is an example of some action. I, I love the one thing I like about the style that I'm I'm perfecting. I guess is that it, you can put a lot of energy in your painting. And that was already energetic because it's a painting of a cutting horse, a man on a on a horse, and he's cutting a cow. And the style just really went along with that painting and, and made it even more energetic than what was already there, I felt like. Well, yes, it does. I mean, uh, I, I grew up in the Southwest, so uh, a, cutting, a fine cutting horse is, is a piece of art just to watch in in itself. And I, you really captured that in this painting, the, the movement and the, the quickness and speed. Thank you. I've also been, I ride horses now, and I've been, a, I love cutting horses. That's my favorite sport to do. And so it was, it, it means a lot to me also because I've, I've done it, and that makes it more powerful, I guess. Jennifer, we're getting close to the end of the show, and there's a, a couple of questions I usually like to ask artists uh, that are guests on the show. First being, what advice would you give to someone, let's say, that's uh, just coming into the art business, uh, a new artist? What advice would you give to them? My advice to them is do not get discouraged. Listen to naysayers and people trying to tell you you cannot make money at art. 
because um, I believe you can. I'm an example of a person that can. Uh, I think you should never quit. And to have a goal of create something in your field, whichever it may be, every day, to do something towards, a little step towards your goal of where you want to be every day. Well, that is a good point. And sometimes the hardest, hardest part for an artist, I think, is, going from the artistic side, creating the art, to the business side. What did you find in your experience that helped you able to transition between those two? Well, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad has started a business, and I've actually owned and had my own businesses. And when I got into the art field, when I started looking at art as I'm an entrepreneur, I'm not just an artist. I think artists need to change that view in their mind that all I want to do is create art. That's fine and dandy. But you cannot do it without having an entrepreneurial thought process. And part of being an artist might be to train yourself, oh, my gosh, what do I need to learn how to do my business side of my art? If I really want to pursue this, I can't look at it as, either a hobby or just a talent. This is my life. I'm an entrepreneur. I need to learn how to market myself. I need to learn how to do my books. I need to learn how to get on the, you know, computer and and push myself that way. Anything you can do outside of the art field to help market your art is a great bit of advice for somebody. Well, that is so true. Well, I want to congratulate you on how you've grown as an artist and then more more into the artist and, and, and becoming a full-time artist. I think that's a hard transition for a lot of people that you've successfully done that. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it brings us to the end of the show. I, Jennifer, I want to thank you for being with us today on An Artist Speaks. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you interviewing me, and thank you for my piece that won in September, and I've enjoyed our conversation. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation, too, and we're certainly excited in having you on the gallery, and we're looking forward to seeing more of your art on the gallery and as you create it. Thank you. I look forward to it. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Jennifer Taylor's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course, purchase some of her wonderful art, please click on the artist tab, and then on Jennifer Taylor's name. I would like to remind everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has a monthly art competition. To compete, go to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the Art Competition tab for additional information. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts. And again, if you're a designer, architect, or a volume purchaser, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. An Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for listening to us today. And have a great rest of your weekend.